undeniable truth. Under President Trump, using the natural gas industry, the Keystone Pipeline, electric autos, conservation using carbon restoration of our farm and grazing lands, moved America to leadership in complying with the Paris Accord. Fossil fuels were being phased out with the rational use of nuclear power, wind, fracking to support the transition, to managing the environment. Doing this allowed Earth to manage itself by restoring natural habitat. In the Netflix production Kiss the Land, highlighted by the Paris Accord endorsement, demonstrates carbon dioxide conversion, carbon concentration offset by the carbon natural cycle absorption by plants, trees, grasslands, rainforests, etc., through photosynthesis, using farmland conservation as the solution, not human standard of living deprivation. According to Cheng Xiaonong, a Chinese studies scholar and scientist, global warming has disappeared from the vocabulary of the Biden administration's climate policy. The Green New Deal's climate change advocates, fail to make the net carbon calculation, by making gross carbon dioxide data as the justification for the climate change. The Green New Deal, climate change advocates use gross carbon dioxide data as the political fear factor, inducing conformity to attain zero emissions by 2050. Cheng further states that these natural factors are beyond human control. However, it is unscientific to attribute all climate change to economic activities of mankind. According to the scientists our so-called greenhouse effect is dissipating faster as the carbon dioxide is consumed by Earth's greenhouse plants, as remaining gases are protecting Earth from overheating, as does the greenhouse protect its plants. Those who calculate the accumulation of gases have yet to calculate the amount that our plant base absorbs. Do you really think that Joe Biden, AOC, the Green New Deal and the Paris Accord can change how El Nino and La Nina affect jet stream winds? The net carbon greenhouse affecting weather on the worldwide farmed ground, or the Pacific and Caribbean hurricanes, the Atlantic nor'easters, the typhoons in the South China Sea, heat and winds of the Mediterranean, the extreme cold of the North and South Poles, the heat and rainless Sharia Desert, or India and China's smog and smokestacks, or Mexico's blight and poverty, or Puerto Rico, Haiti Virgin Islands, East and West Indies hurricanes and poverty, or USA's forest fires, Canada's nor'westerns and blizzards, Russia's Siberian winters, without fossil fuels and carbon-burning factories that produce electricity for making solar panels, electric cars and windmills and so-called Chinese-built wind farms in Texas. Common sense is defied by those who don't believe in a higher power controlling our universe. Does the Green New Deal and its proponents really think the Earth can be managed by a diverse and independent society, as it did with the fear factor-inducing conformity used to mismanage the pandemic, by almost destroying the very foundation, of the risk-taking American dream standard of living, that everyone on earth is wanting by coming here? They, like we should, want conservation of their rights, not deprivation of lifestyles, and panic over what the earth and universe has been managing itself for billions of years. Yes, we need to lower our fossil fuel energy consumption, develop safer nuclear power, remove plastic from our oceans, clean the air, the water, the soil, save the forests, restore the inner cities and we will do that by, freedom of choice, and free enterprise, not mandated by political fear, motivated ideas, that have not and will not work. And more importantly commit, America to unsustainable financial and economic cost of $100 trillion over the next 25 years. When China, India, Mexico, Russia, etc., labeled as emerging economies, are non-compliant with their commitment to be fossil fuel, carbon-free, and have not yet met their commitments to the Paris Accord. While the USA, has positive reduction results and is still paying more for being a member of the First World Countries Consortium. Yet, the Biden administration, is reversing Trump's decision to drop out of the accord for those reasons. Just another example of President Biden blindly impairing America's budget strategy for compliance, 
to force the non-compliant countries to pay penalties, on the basis of their non-compliance. The bottom line is what are we doing chasing something that the environmentalists can't justify. By creating a fear agenda, that the seas are rising and the storms are coming and the forests are burning because of human beings creating the emissions of carbon at a death-defying rate. The numbers don't bear out spending upwards to $100 trillion over the next decade on a pipe dream. What are we ignoring while progressives chase a speck on the universe windshield? The answer is, humanity exists and nature persists, despite human weaknesses and bad health habits. It should be, save humanity, not control the planet. That's the undeniable truth. Good evening. Uh, this is Jerry Rhodes on Sunday about 7 o'clock. My wife's cooking up some chicken. You may be able to hear that in the background. I wrote this uh, episode, Climate Change, the big picture of a minute problem for our speck in the cosmos. While investing nothing in our inner city cleanup as low-income opportunity zones. And I ran across this article in the Epic Times, so I want to read it to you before I get into the topic. Uh, it's written by Willis Sam Cole, Jr., Washington. I presume that's Washington, D.C. Could be Washington State. I'm an 81-year-old, 11-month-old, 11, I'm an 81-year, 11-month-old man, and went in high school in 1953. I was what would be called a nerd today. My ninth grade physics teacher was Mr. Elmer Deitch, a teacher who greatly affected my life. The most important thing Mr. Deitch taught me was it's not important to know everything. It is extremely important to know how to look up and research abs research everything. Another was to absolutely understand that for every action, there is a reaction. At the time, I was greatly interested in weather and maintain a small weather station at my home. Mr. Deese taught me a few simple and immutable, immutable facts about our weather and climate. Number one. Today's sunlight is tonight's wind, and tonight's wind is tomorrow's weather. Two, tomorrow's lower winds are the ball bearings of the upper winds. Number three, the upper winds create the world's weather, which becomes our climate. As an example, he taught about the Chicago effect. It was discovered in the 1930s that when the buildings in Chicago began to reach a certain height, the wind was diverted around them, and they changed the weather and climate downwind from Chicago for 50 miles. I do not know, but it appears the truth is no longer taught to anyone, and most people have no realization of what occurs when they become green and believe energy obtained from solar panels and power windmills is free. Every solar panel, no matter how small or large, absorbs the sunlight that was used to heat the physical terrain beneath them. By not heating that terrain as the sun sets, there is no longer the natural convection that took place before when the heated terrain cools as the heat rises and pulls in cooler over the terrain. This results in the sacrifice of the natural creation of the winds that carry forward the next day's weather. 
Thus, downwind from even the smallest solar device, nature is changed as the air movement diminishes. Even worse, as the free power windmills, which steal the wind energy that is left after the solar panels have already reduced the wind downwind of its position. Each power windmill not only steals from nature's surface winds, but the wind, just as water does, seeks, there we go with a chicken, Sherry, <laughs> seeks the path of the least resistance and changes its course even further, causing the Chicago effect. These effects are simply the laws of nature. And as the surface winds flow, they force the upper winds to divert from the historic flows into new patterns. These new patterns mean rain moves, drought arrives, plants as nature created are forced to change. And yes, people who appear to think the human race can obtain some special place by stealing nature's energy while expecting no reaction to what they have done. The truth is the humans on earth seeking something for nothing are the same people screaming about weather and climate change. If the humans on Earth want to preserve the weather and climate, the first thing they should do is disconnect almost all solar panels and remove nearly all, all of the power windmills interfering with nature's winds and allow Mother Nature to begin to recover from what the Greens and something for nothing people have done to destroy Mother Nature's natural state of climate. Normally, climate change does occur slowly as time passes on. It evolves. Mother Nature has supplied the human race with fuels that do not hurt her as much. And as these fuels, such as coal, manufactured gas, and natural gas can be used in ways that will help Mother Nature maintain, maintain maintains her weather and climate. And yes, the proper use of nuclear power is as close to something or nothing that we have at this time. But she demands we take care to use it properly and dispose of the waste properly. And yes, the human race can exist well into the future by following her laws and not those who profit from green, knowing they are the root cause of the current rapid weather and climate change. Yes, weather and climate can, weather and climate change can be somewhat returned to where we were. However, it will take education and of the masses who believe those who spout electric everything all for free from solar panels and power windmills, and they do not, and if they do not, Mother Nature will punish all of humanity. For those who do not believe the above, learn from Mr. Deach, look it up and research it. Then you too will quickly understand that her laws stand and there are no something for nothing. I thought I would read that because I'm not a um, scientist of climate. I, I call myself a financial scientist. Any one of us can call us a, ourselves a scientist if we specialize in something and have research and have some facts backing our position. So I'm going to get into climate change, the big picture of a minute problem for our speck called Earth in the cosmos, while investing nothing in our inner city cleanup as low-income opportunity Jones 
zone, sorry, which is a much more effective use of the money we're going to have to borrow to fulfill the Green New Deal. The world is 4.5 billion years old. We are 92,958,412 miles from our sun. There are 200 billion galaxies in the universe. There are 2 trillion galaxies in the cosmos. How big is the cosmos? Known as deep space, it stretches 13 billion light years at 176,000 miles per second between the white holes and the black holes. Mankind is roughly 200,000 years old. Population of Earth, 7,830,000,000, no, 7,830,000,458,560 as of now. Does any of this hit you as a minute speck in the big picture of climate that we cannot and will not control with mortal rules for our speck in the universe? Mother Nature, Father Time, and their son are on their own schedule. How old is our son? It is 4.5 billion years old. It will last 7 to 8 billion years more. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Hawking excuse me, speculates that the cosmos had no beginning nor will it end. The Rhodes theorem, stated in my book, Americana, uh, 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 speculates that the black holes are the tomb as it consumes atoms and the white hole holes are the womb of human life and the energy of life as it puts atom, atoms back into the cosmos and is everlasting despite our humanity's infinitesimal, which it really means in, in, in infinity habits infinitesimal habits and use of God's energy source. According to scientists, our so-called greenhouse effect is dissipating faster as the carbon dioxide is consumed by Earth's greenhouse plants as remaining gases are protecting Earth from overheating, as does the greenhouse protect its plants. Those who calculate the accumulation of gases have yet to calculate the amount that our plant-based uh, and forests absorb. The bottom line is what are we doing chasing something that the environmentalists can't justify by just creating a fear agenda that the seas are rising and the storms are coming and the forests are burning because human beings creating the emissions of carbon at a death defying rate. The numbers don't bear out spending upwards to $10 trillion a year for the next 10 years, that's a hundred billion, 1,000 billion is a trillion. So that's a hundred thousand billions over the next decades for a pipe dream. What are we ignoring or what, what are we ignoring while progressives chase a speck on our windshield? Number one, USA urban squalor crime sites and home of gang warfare. 20 to 30% of our country's poverty and 8% of US population and 1% of the land mass is in the 100 largest inner cities. How many urban street gangs in our inner cities are spreading to the suburbs and smaller communities? It's estimated we have 20 to 30,000 gangs with over a million gang members. 
This source of income is crime. Their source of income is crime, drug dealing, trafficking, sex, and breaking and entering into urban and citywide auto theft. The number of gang members uh, has exponentially been expanded by the open border policies of the current Biden administration. It's estimated a single gang, gang member can earn a thousand per week dealing drugs or prostitution, or a total to of 300 to 500 million in illegal activities. Small businesses are street corner vendors of drugs and prostitution and send trading enterprises for distribution of alcohol, gambling, and fast foods. The estimated GDP generated in the inner cities is actually zero. Number two, how many policemen and police women do we have on the streets protecting us from our self-imposed problem? 696,644 policemen making the average of 67,600 per year with fully paid pensions of 30,000 per year. All are federal and state employees that total $5 billion per year in salaries and two and a half billion per year in deferred pension costs. Number three, how many people live in the inner city ghettos? One in 15 people live in the ghettos in America or a total of 22 million. So we're actually spending uh, 20, 22 uh, billion a year to serve 22 million um, people in the ghettos. Ghettos may be a way for new immigrants to adjust to different cultural environments. Some 200,000 per month will enter the country during 2021, or 2.4 million migrating into our largest cities without jobs and source of income, and to into crime to feed themselves and their and family members, if they in fact do have a family unit. This will result in a rise in crime as those coming through MS-13 gangs and cartels will turn to that source of income, and those from the Mideast through terror, states will embed themselves to commit jihad on our homeland as threatened. This is another 100 million in criminal activities, 100 million in criminal activities per year. Number four, how much infrastructure money is is from the Green, Duel, Green New Deal is being invested in inner city cleanup and business investment as enterprise zone, zone markets, zero. So what is the underlying point of this is to point out that we're wasting our money on climate change. We should be investing our money in human, humanism and uh, economic um, uh, prosperity for all, including those that now are asked to exist in our inner city ghettos. So the focus should not be on the Green New Deal, it should be on the Human New Deal. And I will continue to pursue this thought. And I agree with Mr. Uh, Sam Cole and his uh, insight and teaching us something we need to know about the climate and how Mother Nature and Father Time in their evolving history of billions of years, do somehow manage Earth. 
and we should focus on conservation that pulls the green, the carbon dioxide down and doesn't destroy our economy. And that we should manage our oceans somehow, some way, cleaning them up is conservation, not deprivation. So Green New Deal people, if you really wanna make a difference, clean up the oceans, uh, clean up uh, the cities and the American Enterprise Party, the party of humanism, will certainly, if we're the swaying vote in Congress and legislatures, work towards that end. Thank you and good night. Consensus and constitutional failure. The Constitution is being attacked by the left and the right factions of the political parties. Democrats support larger government. Republicans stands for bigger business a diabolical gridlock that leaves working Americans in the middle of an endless fight that perpetrates doubt and hate. Our elections aren't open to the silent majority, 169 million enterprising Americans, because it takes wealth to even run for local office and more to stay in any office. The country is run by the gang of 545, 100 senators, 435 congressmen, 9 Supreme Court justices and 1 president, using gridlock, filibuster and contentious debate run by lobbyists. Voters are rallied using a social media and news media as their only source of fake and partisan rhetoric leaving our system of checks and balances in limbo. Correspondingly, the tech giants are using a social media delusion with algorithm marketing strategies selling users sublimated mind trackers as products sold to businesses as advertising. Turning the human mind into a robotic emotional buyer and voter. Justice and equity for all failure, our justice system has taken to the streets. It's now a fight of the isms. Racism, socialism, fascism forgetting humanism. Protests disguised as revolutionaries further divide the silent majority into two warring political parties. The banners of discontent are leading America down the civil revolution track funded by those tech companies that are controlling America's media news culture. The underpinning of the revolt is money according to the golden rule, those with the gold rule. Billionaires, infotechs and corporate conglomerates use their gold and social media and news media for mind control to rule our so-called democratic elections. None of this results in equality or equity. It merely takes from the majority of the voters its intentions and fair treatment while blaming each other for the problem. Patriotic and peaceful coexistence failure, as our society self-indulges in our social media and believes the fake news media while our cultural values deteriorate. Also, our health habits ingest pills with dramatic side effects, legalized recreation drugs addict us, violence and vulgarity in our viewing and listening media erodes our values, Excessive incomes of a few and poverty incomes for the many allows money to rule. With this failure we lose our honor and faith in what's right by not knowing what's left. We are polarized. By distortions of the truth, we effectively, no longer have a center in our lives or political system. Peaceful coexistence is lost to wealth. We have been misled by leaders of the political parties, who can afford or raise a billion-dollar run for the Senate, the House, the Presidency and win the Super Bowl, that anyone can compete for a seat of power leaving 200 million enterprising Americans that effectively pay all the bills and federal and state taxes behind, to fight over the spoils of the two-party failure. What's the solution to stopping the spiral of the American dream? To avoid burning down our future in cities with protests, riots and violence we need a new governing philosophy. 1. Fiscal and financial responsibility. We are a country of laws and law enforcement. To that end our political parties argue over funding our military and police. Forgetting that our budget needs to finance our collective health, welfare and education. None of these are free or replaceable by a warring Congress or nation. 
Consequently, each of us must earn our right to these inalienable rights by taking responsibility for our share of the decision-making and cost. Without our approval, the gang of 545 wastes our national resources on $9 trillion on regime wars, $3 trillion on weapons of mass destruction, we hope we never use, $800 billion of interest accrued on the national debt and $6 trillion stimulus and PPE funding of our unhealthy American lives. A third party that stands for peaceful coexistence in a world of violence will prevail in leading those axes of evil towards peaceful coexistence. We then can focus on paying down the unsustainable spiraling $64 trillion national debt, $125 trillion of unrecorded obligations for pensions and entitlements legislated for all levels of our government. The wealthiest individuals, corporations and foundations who have profited from the great American enterprise must step up and reinvest equity in the enterprise by lowering our dependence on debt that is leading to our collective self-destruction. A third party that stands for these principles can impact America's future by being the swing vote, 10 seats in the Senate, 20 seats in the House and a seat in the Supreme Court and ultimately the presidency. To that end America for all prevails. The Roman Empire burned its future by ignoring its collective values and patriotism. While the Senate and Emperor argued, the military wasted away its honor on meaningless wars and land grabs. Our two-party political system is failing us as America burns its financial bridges and is in the same spiral to self-destruction. Since the advent of the Great Society programs we have evolved into a culture of violence, vulgarity and disproportionate excesses of prosperity divided by politics and media. I believe this is due to the failure of the leadership of our two parties practicing moneytics not American enterprise values. Ask yourself, as a voter who would you pick, a better red than dead pragmatic Republican, or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic Democrat, or an enterprising market driven American Enterprise Party humanitarian that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream. The pseudonyms, Republican Capitalist and Democratic Socialist Parties, have failed leaving enterprising Americans at great danger in five ways. Number one. Fiscal and financial future. Number two health, environmental and welfare debt funding pandemics. Number three, consensus and constitutional polarization of our infrastructure. Number four, justice and equity lost to partisanship and social violence. Number five, patriotic and peaceful coexistence lost to special interest groups and riots. Fiscal and financial, failure. The country is bankrupt. American federal and state debt exceeds our gross national product. The bubble has burst with $26 trillion in recorded debt and $155 trillion according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Debt Clock www.usdebtclock.org in unrecorded obligations $470,200 per citizen and growing. Panic from the COVID-19 pandemic has sunk our economic ship. We owe our future to competing enemies $7 trillion owed to foreign interests. $3 billion spent on entitlements per year and debt exceeding our national GDP. Using GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, how are we to survive when we have 22 million government workers drawing record salaries, 50% higher than the private sector? A $1 trillion per year payroll with $880 trillion in unfunded pension costs for having full pensions even when retiring early, best of the best fully paid for health care and a separate social security funding for longevity. Plus, the Federal Reserve, a separate entity to protect their member banks, is gambling taxpayers' 401k money on Treasury bills and $15 trillion in derivatives to fund the national debt. Then manipulates the interest rates $4 trillion in interest paid on national debt without regard to inflating or deflating the American economy while America self-destructs with prices escalating and the value of the dollar plummeting. 
and a well-established elitist two-party political system of governance that fiddles while America burns. Read the American Enterprise Manifesto, by Jerry Rhodes to get the full bailout and reorganization plan. Health, environment and welfare, failure. The country as a whole isn't physically and mentally healthy. Exemplified by the COVID-19 pandemic, fear prevails at every level. Why? Because the majority of Americans, according to the CDC and WHO, aren't practicing healthy lifestyle habits. Their immune system is being attacked by any mutating virus. 60% don't regularly exercise, 40% are obese, 25% are depressed because of the pandemic. Our health care system is upside down when it gets paid for illness not wellness. Lives lost to the COVID-19 virus is secondary to the chronic illnesses that afflict 117 million Americans including 77 million baby boomers. All generations are dependent on prescription drugs and chemicals that are damaging our immunity and lowering our collective life expectancy. Our environment of climate, storms, forest fires and waste are contaminating our earth and cities. This is collectively costing Americans $4 trillion annually $14,500 per person plus anticipated cost of emission controls. According to worldwide metrics, America is number one in health care per capita costs and 38th in quality of health, as life expectancy is going down for the first time ever. On the other hand, Singapore, a nation of 5 million people is number one in quality and last in cost per capita and have only 58 COVID-19 deaths. Why are they better than any other country in the world? Because they have a collaboration between individual-funded universal insurance, government administration of the rules and collective funding of the safety nets for their aging and indigent population. Read the book Health Care for All, a public-private enterprise, by Jerry Rhodes, to get the transition to a comprehensive health care for all insurance plan. Now this is a poem from my book, The Eighth Wonder of the World. Look towards the sky of tomorrow, feast on the setting sun. Let us look for less sorrow, swear only if vanity is undone. Dream not for the dying, but cherish the fruit of the living. With eyes not shut to crying, put forth with open giving. Find and seek the manner to which the vision of a better world is in the heart of the beholder with a nation's flag unfurled. As politics loses sight of the practical, common sense must prevail. If the common man is to scale obstacles to a better version of the grander scale, yet thus the third party will be be formed with its principles of practical economics as the answer and course the elite has scorned. Revitalization of enterprise must be the fix. With fewer divorces, less crime and violence, fewer military forces, more common sense. Higher em employment, better GNP and fun, lower drug descent, less people on the run. Better standard of living, lower teen pregnancies, more charity and giving, more human decencies, more affordable housing, fewer unwanted children, less carousing and immortal sin with the visions of peace. Yes, my vision of a better world is in the heart of a mother's decency and the hope of individuals, not in the theory and hypocrisy of the institutional intellectuals condemning us to mediocrity. This vision is what I call mancology, the science of harvesting human values in an enterprising theology. 
outside religion and the pews, revitalize our enterprise psychology, let the established institutions redirect their energies into the livelihood of hard work, family life, for the sake of our fellow man's synergies, embodied in man and wife, replacing the negative forces hurled with positive entities and opportunities of a better world, pursuing peaceful infantries. The skeptic forces of the self-righteous who must learn to work ethically with a common cause and crisis, though besieged by indifference ethnically, will enact the vision that freedom unfurled under one flag, one spoken word, and a peaceful jihad to become a better world. So help me God. So governed of the people, for the people, by the people. This was read from the book, The American Enterprise Manifesto by Jerry Rhodes.